Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our psalm today comes from Psalm chapter 11. And this could not be more timely for an election week than this one. We as Americans go to vote in our national elections We'll have local elections, of course. We'll also be voting for president. We'll be voting for people in Congress. This is a very divisive time. It's a time of great uncertainty where some some people just don't know what to do. We look at social order breakdown in our country. We look at a pandemic. We look at a lot of unknowns. When it just seems like the very fabrics of what we believe and we hold dear are under attack and are disintegrating before our eyes, Sometimes we wonder, is this all just the media playing with us a little bit, showing us just the negative? Could it really be that bad? Uh, So there's a lot of just unknown. Do we believe the information that's coming to us and to our senses? And you may feel like I do sometimes, like sensory overload. There's just too much information. There's an old song by the police back in the 80s called Too Much Information, and sometimes I feel like that song. There's just too much stuff to try to take in and too much uh, to try to understand. So maybe you feel that angst this week coming into this election week. Maybe you feel like I do, like uh, you're ready for 2020 to be over with. Then you realize, you know, that's really not the Christian response. And this psalm is going to remind us. So let's read this psalm to get this healthy reminder and reset for this week. Once again, Psalm 11, the English Standard Version. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee like a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes, his eyelids test the children of man. The Lord tests the righteousness, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Let him rain coals on the wicked. Fire and sulfur and a scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteous deeds. The upright shall behold his face. What a nice reset as we read through this, and hopefully you can see why this is so timely. I will take refuge in the Lord. You've got people saying to you all around, hey, you need to just flee to the mountains. You know, if you're a Christian, you have certain responses to the world around you. One is to to run. Uh, to go into holy enclaves and hide out. And I understand this concept. Now, this is where Christians get so confused. Let me just make this point because preachers will say stuff sometimes in these uh, broad brush strokes of statements, and it really is nonsense. It is true that Christians need to be yoked together. We need to fellowship together in in small groups and in worship and, and things like that and be strengthened. Think of it this way. You, you would not put a a small fire, like let's just say a match. You wouldn't take a match into a gale force wind because it would be snuffed out by the wind. But if you take that match and you put it to a, a larger, say, bonfire, and it starts to burn and grow larger, and then you put that into a gale force wind, that fire just gets stronger and stronger. So as Christians sometimes, there needs to be a type of calculated retreat, so to speak, where we come together in small groups. We come together in settings where we're learning more about Jesus and learning more about our faith and being edified and that fire is being stoked and built up by other Christians 
then we go back into that that gale force wind of society that's so much against us right now. And I don't want to sound like negative Nancy Pants today, this morning on this podcast, but the culture is against us. I hate to, to, to be the dose of reality for you right now, but if you're a Christian, I'm not just saying somebody that claims to be a Christian. I'm talking about you really believe the tenets of your faith. You believe what Scripture says. You are diametrically opposed to the power structures of society. We could go through those in detail, but we're not. I'll spare you those details. I don't want to put you to sleep while you're either driving or listening to this podcast. So courage is needed. David is telling us we've got to be courageous. We can't flee to the mountain. Even if the wicked are shooting darts at our soul. Here he talks about these upright of heart. Think of a straight road in Hebrew, the straight person. This person who's a, a straight shooter, so to speak. And we also live in a time when people want to deconstruct those who are righteous, those who are good. They want to find negative. They want to find bad. They want to find bad, just like they did in the time of David. And David's saying, listen, even if people are out to get you, they're out to take you down, there is a place to run to. And it's not to run to the hills, but it's to run to the Lord. And he asked this question. Maybe you feel like this verse 3. I want to read verse 3 and see if you feel this right now. If the foundations are destroyed... What can the righteous do? And as we look at society at large, you look at America right now or any industrialized nation pretty much in the West, the foundations are crumbling. There were certain societal things that we just took for granted, that we just accepted as a group, even people that were not even really Christian. It was just part of our the air we breathed as a society. It's things we just accepted. Well, those are no longer accepted uh, as norm anymore. Intolerance is on the rise. At one time, we believed tolerance was a good thing. You could have a healthy di- discussion with someone and disagree with people and not try to destroy that person's character just because you dis- disagreed with them. Those days are over with. So much of, of what we accepted as a baseline morality is no longer acceptable. Just think of, of Christian sexual ethics. Just think for just a minute. If you were to go into a social, if you don't think the, the foundations have been eroded, just try this. Go into some social setting of some kind, whether it be, and I'm not actually recommending this to you, by the way, but go into a setting like Facebook or Twitter or any other type of social media and make a blanket statement among a large group of people, not just your echo chamber of your friends, but a large group of people, eclectic group that would represent your city or your state or your country, and you say, I believe in the sexual ethics of the Bible. You would probably be shouted into a corner by some people at least. People would find that really odd and strange that you would believe in the sexual ethics of the Bible. So my point there is the foundations are under attack. And so what can the righteous do? This is a really good question. What is our answer? Well, number one, the answer can't be to be angry. That's that's not Christian. We can't be angry. When sinful people act like sinful people, we should not be shocked. And David reminds us, God is in his temple. There are two things here he reminds us. He's in his holy temple and he's sitting at his throne in heaven. Now, these are are two concepts for us to hold in our minds. Number one, God is imminent. He's present in our lives. He's present with us through the Holy Spirit as Christians. We have God living with us, empowering us. But he also is the sovereign Lord over the universe. 
You see, we we belong to the team that wins in the end. It may not may not seem like we're going to win right now. It may seem like we're struggling losing this this cultural struggle with Christian values in, in the public realm, and that might be true to some extent. But God is still sovereign. He is still in His holy temple. He is still on the throne. And this may be a time for Christians, just to be quite honest, that we go through a time of pruning. Maybe we're going to find out what we really believe and if we truly believe. And actually, that may be a blessing if you think about it. I really don't want, you know, outward horrible persecution like they have in places like China and Iran. But I I will say throughout church history, when the church has been pruned, when the church has had adversity, when they've not been in a position of power and privilege, the church has been purified and made holy and become more vibrant and actually been more evangelistic in those times. So maybe that's what's going to happen. I don't know. I'm not a, a soothsayer, one that knows the future, but I do know it does seem that on the horizon things will get a little bit more difficult. And we need to be reminded God is in his holy temple. He is imminent. He's present. He's on his throne and he's powerful. And, and a lot of people that, that throw the questions against God that you know, the problem of evil and suffering, they'll say something like this, and this goes all the way back to Epicurus, this idea of, well, if God uh, cared, if he was he was truly a loving God, he would get involved in the problems of suffering. So therefore, God just doesn't care. Or God is not all-powerful. You know, He may care, but he doesn't have the power to do anything. And David is saying he is both all-powerful, and he also cares about us and loves us very much. And there will be a time when the wicked will be set right. And here's why our response cannot be anger and vitriol to the culture and to those that just don't get it, that just don't understand the claims of Christianity or hate you because of your beliefs. The reason is we're not the judge. God will be the righteous judge. Now, we can be discerning about people and we can make judgment calls about if a person is is righteous or not or needs to hear the gospel, of course. Those are judgment calls we make. But as far as condemning people and and having anger toward them, that's God's job. And we're reminded here, and I know this is not comfortable for some Christians, but the Psalms are packed full of this idea that God will set things right. The image here comes from Sodom and Gomorrah, actually, of this idea of the sulfur and the scorching wind and the fire. God will take care of those who are evil, and we will be vindicated one day. It may not be in this life. We, we may die in shame. We may die rejected because of our faith in Jesus Christ. But one day, we as Christians will be exalted. We will shine like the stars. And we'll be vindicated because our Savior, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So those people that have rejected Christ, one day they will see that he really is Lord over all. Now, what we hope and what we pray is those people will come to faith in Jesus Christ now and be saved and live this full life in Jesus. So in this election week, it's just a reminder, you may feel perplexed about the times we're living in and you struggle as you see violence and anger and pandemic and division and just confusion. Just be reminded, let's take refuge in the Lord. Let's know that he is in his holy temple, that he is sovereign over all. And no matter what happens in the coming weeks, months, years, we will be vindicated. Well, I hope you have a great day. I hope this is helpful. I hope I didn't bloviate too much today on this podcast. But I just felt very strongly about addressing some of these things and maybe some of the feelings you're having because I'm having them too. 
hope to see you back tomorrow. I will jump back into our Elisha narrative tomorrow. I hope you join me back. God bless. Thank you.